This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Valeria interviews Dr. Alan Laika, the author of The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life. Two survivors reveal the 13 golden pearls they've discovered. Dr. Alan Laika has been acknowledged as one of the leading cosmetic dermatologists globally for three decades. A pioneer in cosmetic surgery, he helped develop laser-assisted tumescent liposuction, an advanced body sculpture technique, and Mohs micrographic surgery, an advanced means of removing skin cancer with 99% success. He has lived and practiced in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada since 1989. He's written 17 books, 30-plus academic papers, and hosted the number one internet radio show in the world on cosmetic surgery, Inside Cosmetic Surgery Today. He is a co-founder of Doctors for the Practice of Safe and Ethical Aesthetic Medicine and the founder of the Canadian Skin Cancer Association. He has won the prestigious Consumer's Choice Award for Cosmetic Surgery for 16 consecutive years. In 2003, Dr. Laika's life changed drastically when he suddenly developed a right foot drop and then misdiagnosed as ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. Still, he maintained his status as a leading cosmetic doctor for 30 years. Because of what he learned, he has co-authored the book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life with Harriet Tinka, a former fashion model and woman of distinction. He is also currently co-authoring two more books, one with Corey Poirier entitled Blue Talks Presents, Business, Life, and the Universe, and one with Jack Canfield entitled Pillars of Success. Acknowledged as a leading expert in living a fantastic life and turning points, he is a transformational speaker, thought leader, life-changing coach, and mentor. Dr. Laika is happily married to Dr. Lucy Bernier Laika for 39 years, and they have four lovely daughters and seven beautiful grandchildren. He counts his family as his most important accomplishment. Meet Dr. Allen on DrAllenLaika.com. Here is the interview with Dr. Alan Laika. In your own words, who is Dr. Alan Laika? Dr. Alan Laika is a survivor. He survived many things in life, but one was when I was told that I had six months to live back in 2013, and my life changed immensely within a period of minutes. We 
usually connect that with um, fear mechanism, surviving in life, not thriving, not being, uh, not tapping into our full potential. Why do you use that word? Well, I think the answer is this. When I, you know, I was at the top of my career. I was a top cosmetic doctor in North America back in 2013. And I was walking with my wife in Disneyland and she turned to me and she said, what's wrong with you, hun? Now, it was a very strange statement and I I didn't know why she had said that, but she was persistent. She said, what's wrong? It was a voice of concern. And I said, dear, I really don't have the faintest idea what you're talking about. She said, listen to your foot. I said, what do you mean, listen to my foot? She said, your foot is flapping. Flapping, I said. She said, listen to it. And my foot had suddenly and mysteriously developed a right foot drop. It was slapping on the pavement with every step that I was taking. Now, that was peculiar. And I said, dear, I really don't know what's wrong. She said, when you get back, you better get this checked out. Now, Valerie, when your wife says that or your husband (laughs) says that to you, what do you do? (laughs) <laughs> you do it. <laughs> you do it. You don't have the option. Right. So I, I literally saw hundreds of doctors, and they did tests, and they did more tests, and they did more tests. And at the end of the day, they found absolutely nothing. They were perplexed. They were befuddled. And so they did more tests and more tests and more tests. I had CAT scans. I had brain scans. I had scan scans. And still at the end of the day, they showed absolutely nothing. So I ended up on the doorstep of a world-leading neurologist. You know, a neurologist is the brain guy. He's the guy that's supposed to have all the pictures to the puzzle. So I walked in nonchalantly and I said, hi. And he said, hi, you better be sitting down when I tell you this. I said, why? I have a dropped right foot. He said, no, you don't. You have ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. And in six months, you're going to be dead. Wow, that was quite a death sentence and quite a thing. You walk into a doctor's office and he puts this load of manure on you. So I shot back, is there a way to prove this diagnosis? And he said, of course, on autopsy. So I told him, you know, I'm not going to die to prove you wrong. So what did we, what did we end up doing? Well, you know, When you go through something like this, Valerie, you go through a grief reaction. And a grief reaction was described in a book by a great doctor by the name of Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. The book was on death and dying. And she put these stages together when a person is dying. And those stages are anger. You know, the first phase I shot back was with anger. I was angry. I was angry at the world. I was angry at my doctor. I was angry at him telling me what he told me. And I was angry because I knew in my heart of hearts he was wrong, that really I had a dropped right foot, and he wasn't smart enough to figure out what it was. Then you go through denial, Valerie. Uh, Denial, it's not a river in Egypt. It's a a state that people go through. Uh, You deny things when you don't like what you're told. And I was really denying that I had this diagnosis, so I worked hard. I worked 20, 30 hours a day. And, you know, at the end of this, I was going to have something if it did turn out to be true. Then you go through bargaining. You know, bargaining is something you go through in your head. You say, oh, God, please don't let this happen. I'll do anything if you 
let this not happen. But God wasn't listening. And then I went through depression. You know, depression is a state where everything is black. Everything has no meaning. The world really is something that has no meaning. Valerie, I, at the end of this, I went to my wife, and my wife's a doctor, and I said, what do I have? And she said, dear, I really don't have the faintest idea. Um, but you're smart. You can figure this out. And I said, well, thanks, dear, for the vote of confidence, but it doesn't tell me how to figure this out. I've already gone through 100 doctors. I can go through 100 more, and I don't think they'll have an answer. This is something weird and rare. And so back in 2013, something new had been invented. You might have heard about it. It's called the Internet. You ever hear of that? <laughs> uh, I only hear about it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was very primitive back then. You know, we've come a long way in the years that we have. We now have search engines. We have Dr. Google. We have all these things. But back then, we had dial-on connections. Dial-on connections were like making a phone call. But your computer attached with another computer in another location, and then finally you could talk. It went re 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 for like 15 minutes, and you never knew if you really But, you know, I found out there was a doctor in Colorado Springs, Colorado. His name was David Martz. And through my research on the Internet, I knew he had a disease very similar to mine, but he got worse much more rapidly than I did. And he was on his deathbed. And I, many doctors were coming up to say goodbye to David. And David said, you know, a doctor came up from Texas and he looked at David and he said, David, I don't think you have ALS. I don't think you have Lou Gehrig's disease. He said, what do I have? He said, you have something called chronic Lyme's disease. That's the bite of a tick. And that tick mimics a lot of diseases, included ALS. And I think that's what you have. And David told this doctor from Texas, well, what do I do? He said, you don't have to do anything. I'm going to start you on some treatments. And if I'm right, you're going to get rapidly better. Well, like a miracle, David was like Lazarus arising from the dead. Within two weeks, he was back to normal. So I knew I had to get in touch with David. I phoned every hospital in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and the operator put me in touch with David. And I was able to find out that he did have a disease like mine. And he said, you know, I think I can help you. Can you come down? And I said, David, I'd love to win. He said, right now. I said, David, it's our Thanksgiving in Canada. My wife's invited 50 people over. He said, well, see if she'll understand. And I talked to my wife and she said, yes, yes, we might have an answer to your problem. Here, I'll pack your bag for you. I'll drive you to the airport. So I got on a great flight from Edmonton to Denver. And then I got on a really rinky-dink flight from Denver to Colorado Springs. Have you ever been on a rinky-dink flight, Valerie? Okay. All right. Well, a rinky-dink flight is like got 10 seats on it, and it's a very small plane, and it only goes in small locations like this. And the plane was terrible. You know, at the end of the day, the air comes off the desert, and it creates eddies, and that means turbulence. And so the plane climbs, and then it drops 100 feet. Then it climbs again, and so it drops 200 feet. 
Then it climbs again, and it drops 300 feet. Now, this is it's like the drop of doom at Disneyland over and over and over again. Know what I'm talking about. And it was terrible. I got off the plane green, and there was David to meet me. He literally said, you know, Dr. Leica, I'm so glad you're here. And I said, I'm glad I'm here, too. I didn't know I was going to make it. And he said, well, he said, you know, I think this is a metaphor for what you've been going through, a real big metaphor. And I said, you're right. And he's, we talked, and he said, you know, I think history is repeating itself, he said. I think I can start you on treatment and you're going to get better. And like a miracle, I got better. I was able to maintain my status as a top cosmetic doctor for over 30 years. And I was able to do everything that I could do. But you know, when you go through this, you connect the dots. You look for meaning in life. You look for new purpose. And you know, I was given a second chance to make my life even better than it was. And I started to give back, and I started to give back to various charities. And one charity I gave back was to a charity called the YWCA, which ran a Women of Distinction Award in Edmonton every year. You know, women do not get the kudos in society that they really deserve. So I said, this is a great opportunity. And a beautiful woman by the name of Harriet Tinka applied for that award. The award was for Turning Points. She had gone through a situation similar to mine, but very different. She was going away from the modeling world. She was a world-class model in New York. And she decided to take an accounting degree at the University of Calgary. And Harriet said, and Harriet was befriended by a real bad psychopath who ended up kidnapping her, stabbing her, and leaving her for dead. You know, Harriet, through her rehabilitation, met a young girl by the name of Amber, said, you have to tell your story. You have to tell the world about this so that they can grow and be whole as about yourself. Too. So Harriet and I started to begin writing a wonderful book called The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life. It took over six years to write. And it's based on stories, just like the chicken soup or the soul stories, where Every, you know, each chicken soup for the soul story begins with a story. And Jack Canfield helped us write this. So he wrote the introduction for us for this. And this book came out and became a bestseller in the great pandemic of 2020. So it is really something we're proud about. It's really something we, we have thought about. And each story is based on a golden pearl. Now, Valerie, do you know what causes a pearl in nature? Okay, well, let's talk about that. You know, gold pearls actually exist, and they exist in a particular type of oyster in the South Pacific. The beautiful thing about these pearls is a little grain of sand gets inside of the oyster shell, and the oyster doesn't spit it out. It walls it off with this beautiful material called luster, and it puts it on like 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 an onion shell over and over and over again. And that forms a beautiful, solitary golden pearl. So trauma results in these beautiful golden pearls. Now, Harriet and I realized that everybody has golden pearls inside themselves. They're really something that God has given us as something that we have inside of us. 
We just have to bring them out. And we found 13 of those. So this is what our book is about. 13 golden pearls for people to have a more intense, beautiful life. I have to ask you this question about uh, misdiagnosis and unknown diagnosis to for certain diseases and also the way doctors communicate with patients. So I'm wondering what your opinion is about conventional medicine. I mean, you're a doctor and your wife too. Medicine is a beautiful thing. It really helps people in situations where we have knowledge, you know, and in knowledge, it's a very useful thing. But the difficulty with medicine is it doesn't know everything, you know, and the problem we have in medicine is that lack of knowledge is a bit hindersome for us. You know, doctors love to put things into categories. Doctors love to communicate that way. But how do you categorize something that just we don't even know about? I mean, back in the early 2000s, we didn't know about chronic Lyme's disease. We didn't know that it existed. And we didn't know that it puts scars in the brain very much like ALS. So here was a diagnosis that was thrust on me, mainly because the doctor only knew one diagnosis. He only knew ALS. So that's the problem with medicine is that quite often we love to put a a round peg in a square hole. It just doesn't work. And so, you know, medicine covers a lot of things. And, you know, that's why people should ask for a second opinion if they're not sure. And, and, you know, there are things being found out every day still in medicine. You know, right now, as we talk, we're dealing with a very bad virus in the world called the COVID-19 virus. <laughs> Prior to the springtime, sometime in January, February, or March, this virus came about. We still are learning more things about it every day. We still don't know everything about it, yet it's gone around the world. And so, you know, we're doing the best we can to treat it. People are asked to wear masks. They're asked to wash their hands a lot. And they're asked to stay a reasonable distance from people so that others don't catch it. But still, we don't know everything about this virus. We don't know exactly how to treat it. You know, our biggest hope in all these things is vaccination. Because vaccination has saved us from many, many things in life. You know, smallpox was something that really destroyed the world. Well, we don't see smallpox anymore because of vaccination. Uh, We had polio on the face of the earth. And I'm a Rotarian. And since the 1950s, the Rotary clubs in the world have been trying to vaccinate everybody in the world for polio. There are still two countries with it, Afghanistan and Pakistan. And so the answer is it took 50 years to get to where we are, 80 years to get where we are, and we're still not there. So as we get vaccination going out for COVID, I'm sure it's going to take many decades for everybody to get vaccinated. And the problem is the world, the viruses change. That's the biggest problem we have. You know, I was reading recently about one football camp, I think it was the Baltimore Baltimore team, has had four different strains of the COVID virus. So, you know, viruses are smart. They like to change. They like to evolve. They like to do things. So if we bring out a virus, uh, a vaccine today, will it cover all those strains? 
I would hope so, but it may or may not based on the knowledge we have. So, you know, we're learning a lot about what's going on. Every day we're learning more. Every day we're doing this. But at the same time, we have to realize we have to go forward. We can't stay back. We have to do things, but we have to do things safely. And I hope the world realizes that's the safeness that, that doctors really want for people. We want to have people healthy and doing well. And that's what we hope at the end of the day will result. And you mentioned God earlier. So I'll ask you this question. What, where, and who is God to you? You know, God is a very difficult concept. And I know there are some people out there that don't believe in God. But I think God is a supreme being that tries to manifest his love for the world and love the world more than anything else. And I think that's the way I'd like to summarize it. He is a God that's loving and caring and wants people to achieve the best they can. From your perspective, what do you think is the purpose of the human experience? I think the human experience varies with the individual experience, and everybody has to find their own deep, unique purpose in life. And and one of our golden pearls is actually purpose, and, and that's golden pearl number five, intention or purpose. And you know, the Japanese have thought about this a lot. It's a very ancient culture, and they came up with a term called ikigai, which is covered in our book, and I encourage everybody to read about it. But ikigai means there is a purpose that you have because of society. It's a purpose that you have to fulfill your role in society. And it's a purpose that you have when you do the best at what you do. You know, uh, I think it was Mohatma Gandhi that said, if you're the, a street sweeper, you should be the best at what you do at, street, at sweeping those streets. So if you're a doctor, your purpose is to help people the best you can. And if you're a podcaster, your job is to get the knowledge out to people so people can get their, the best that they can in their own lives. And I think that's what you do in your, in your world. And I think you're very good at it. Thank you, Dr. Allen, for the encouragement. And I stay with the topic of purpose. I usually ask this question about unique purposes. We all have one, but it changes, right? In your case, did you notice that change that from time to time we seem to have a different focus in life and interests? You know, I was a doctor for a number of years, and I helped people become the best at what they can. And I was concentrating mean on their cosmetic stuff or their individual beauty that way but you know there is an internal beauty as well and when i was a doctor one of the things i did was i helped to remove scars from people's body i was a laser expert and i was really able to to be the best at, at removing scars and making people whole again but you know i realized that scars go far deeper than just the physical presence There's the emotional scars people do too. So although I've changed a bit, I'm now concentrating on people, uh, people's emotional scars mm -hmm. and making sure their scars are healed as much as they can. How do we know when we are living the purpose of our lives? You know, I guess the best way to, to do that is really to understand 
that purpose is something that you define yourself. And when you find it, it's like an aha moment that it's like a light bulb coming on. You know, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. And purpose gives us a light that helps us see things in a new way. So when you find it, it really is like an aha, overwhelming experience that you have. So I'm wondering what your um, take is in perfectionism, trying to be the best. How can we balance that? You know, perfectionism is a tough one because you never can be perfect at things. You can never do everything to the nth degree. There has to be a time in your life when good is good enough. And you have to, you know, when I, I wrote my book, we did over 30 retakes of my book to make it just as good as possible. But that was enough. We said, this has to get out. We have to get there. And at that point, we brought it out. And yes, there are some small imperfections in it. But, you know, life is really about small imperfections. You'll never be perfect at everything you do. You know, if you look at a picture like the Mona Lisa, is the Mona Lisa a perfect picture? Heck no. It, it shows this person with all their warts and all. It shows all the things with it. And if you look at it very carefully, there isn't a perfect being there. Yet many people think this is one of the best pictures that's ever come about. So capturing what's best about you means doing the things you like to do doing the things that you do to move forward. And in those things, especially for a woman, if she's a mother, is love. And love is a very basic concept that, that people have to realize emanates from that. A mother loves her child, or at least hopefully so, more than anything else in the world. Yeah. And I often ask the question, what is love? So, yeah, that'll be the question from the next one. <laughs> well, and I wish I could answer it simply because love is is not the easiest thing in the world to to bring up because there isn't one type of love. There's many different types of love. And the ancient Greeks actually came up with seven types of love, and there's probably more than that. But one type of love was the love that uh, Harriet had this person had for Harriet, where this person was obsessed with her to the point that they were very harmful. Okay. That's a very harmful type of love. Another type of love is the love a mother has for her child. A third type of love is a love that a person has for their friends or comrades. Uh, you know, these are, are all different types of love. And I encourage people to read our book because we go into great depth about the seven types of love there. And we'll probably run out of time if we concentrate on all these things here. Yeah, we'll leave that from the curiosity so we can read the book. It is a wonderful book. And stay with love. I do talk a lot about unconditional self-love. Do you believe in this kind of love? You know, I think that's one of the most important things. And that's where all love comes out. You know, a mother has unconditional love for her child, whether the child's good or bad or otherwise, that child has love in their mother's eyes. So that's very important there. Uh, it's the same thing a person has to love themselves. And, and, you know, you can tell 
that love is really, if a person doesn't love themselves. But I believe that dreaming is stronger than reality. Desire is more potent than apathy. And I believe love is stronger than heat and is the strongest gift of all. So dreams and reality. Dreaming is more important than reality. That made me reflect when I read that in your book. Well, it's because our dreams give us reality. If we're not trying to do our best, if we're not trying to get to the pinnacle of what we do, we are really don't have any goals in our heart. And I think it's our goals that drives our reality and makes us better for it. I think our goals are really what our dreams are about. And, you know, let's go to the when man learned to fly, you know, the Wright brothers believed we could actually fly a plane. And so they invented a plane. Now, if they did not invent that plane, we'd not be able to fly to this day. So it's our beliefs that really determine how far we can go in life and really create things. What is the meaning of freedom to you? What is to be free? I think freedom is what you do to make yourself better, but it shouldn't be at the expense of anybody else. And and that's where we have to limit our freedom if we're truly harming somebody else. Freedom is what we do in a society uh, that allows us to be good and allows us to do things, but that does not give us the right to harm or steal from somebody or take from somebody else. So freedom in its own way is means we can do what we can, but we shouldn't harm others. It really sounds like common sense, doesn't it? You know, the problem with common sense, though, is <laughs> it isn't that common. Right. And, and, and that's the biggest True. problem we get into is, is, is common sense is really the difficulty. Mm-hmm. And that brings up my concept that I think that people should get forward by giving. And I think giving is one of the best things we can do. And I challenge your audience out there, especially in this time of need, to do something for somebody else today that they wouldn't naturally, wouldn't regularly do. Maybe they can give some food to the food bank, or maybe they can go to their neighbor and even just give a smile. You know, those things are very, very important in this day and age, especially when we're going through a difficult time and people are not uh, paying attention to each other. Kindness and goodness is one of the greatest gifts we can do. I want to ask you a question about your book, the title of your book. How was the process like choosing the title? You know, choosing a title is never easy. Right. You always try to make something that'll do it. And so we have a title and uh, we have a subtitle. And the title basically is that the secrets to living a fantastic life. Everybody likes secrets. Everybody likes those. And so it was pretty straightforward to me. And it, the subtitle is Two Survivors reveal the 13 golden pearls they've discovered. So I think the whole title there really helps people to understand the true meaning of the book. And with each chapter, you're taken into a different level of meaning. You're taken to a different, different level so that you can understand what it's all about. So let me just give you an example of one of these. One of our stories, I'm just going to get to the index here and I'm going to find it for us. You know, one of our our little parts here 
is on uh, going forward and learning about life. And one of my favorite ones is on enthusiasm. Can I share with you a little story of enthusiasm? Okay. Well, there was a carpenter and his name was Fred and he was 65 and he didn't feel that he could do the job that he had done all his life. So he went to his boss and said, boss, I'm done. I don't have any enthusiasm left. I, I'm just quitting. And the boss was taken aback. I mean, this was his best worker, his best carpenter that had worked for him for over 30 years. And so he said to Fred, he said, Fred, Fred, could you just do one more thing for me before you leave? And Fred said, of course, boss, I've loved it here. This has been the only job I've ever had. And the boss said, okay, could you build me just one more house? Just one more? Fred begrudgingly said yes, and he did it. But his heart was not into it. He really wanted to quit. And so every day he'd drag his butt to work, and he'd work two hours a day, whereas in the old days, he would work 18 or 20. He was a master carpenter. Everything was done to the nines. But, you know, he finished. And a miracle, a miracle happens. The house passed inspection. So he went back to his boss and said, boss, I'm done. I, I'm finished. And the boss said, okay, just wait a minute, Fred. I'm going to call everybody in the office here. Everybody, everybody, this is Fred's last day. I'm so happy for him. But at the same time, I'm sad. I have a gift for Fred. Fred, here's the keys to the last house you ever built. I want you to enjoy it to all the extent that you did while working for me. You see, that's one of the, the keys that you ask, what is the meaning of life? Life is what you bring to it. And enthusiasm is not something you do as a Monday thing. It's not something you do as a Friday thing. It's something you have to bring to every effort every day. And that is how you create a wonderful, beautiful life, is by enthusiasm. You really bring the enthusiasm to the part that every minute, and that's how life is wonderful, is by the enthusiasm you bring to it. Do you think that enthusiasm, as an example, it is a, a moment of understanding Oh, this is a practice, moment by moment, and a practice for life. You know, I think it's our way of looking at things. You know, we can be dour. We can be black. We can look at the world with a black light, mm -hmm. like when a person's depressed. Or we could choose to try to do our best, try to make the world have meaning, mm -hmm. even when it doesn't have meaning. And that's where I think we really turn the light on to things. And that's what enthusiasm's all about. It's really about bringing a light to the darkness. What is uh, the impediments? What gets in the way for some of us not to do that? You know, I think the little things in life are often what we let get in the way. Yeah. But you know, we have to realize that even as I was tried, even if I had a big thing and I was told that I was going to die, yeah. I didn't let that get in my way. I, I, I decided at that point that I was going to try to find the true meaning and the true diagnosis I had. And you know, every day people make little decisions. You can choose to be negative or you can choose to be positive. That's a decision you make at each little juncture. I think that's what you should do is every way take the positive, the high road, and you will be better off for it. 
So thank you so much for your beautiful work, the inspiration that you bring to this reality and your, oh, your beautiful presence. Well, you know what I would like to do, Valerie, is give everybody a chance to share in this. And, you know, one thing I can do to every, for everybody is give them a free copy, a free PDF of my book. And all they have to do is go to my site, drallenlika.com, D-R-A-L-L-E-N, Lika, L-Y-C-K-A.com. Because in that site, you will have, you will be able to get a free PDF. If you want to buy the book, it's only $7.95 for a paperback. And that's including the shipping and hand like because I want everybody to have the knowledge here. And if you check back with me often, I will also be giving seminars. I will also be giving a time where you can explore each of the golden pearls in your life and take them to another level. I really want 2021 to be the best year that possibly can be for you. And I'd love to help you with that. So if you'd love to, if you'd like to check that out, please do. There is also the opportunity for anybody that would like to have a free 15-minute session with me and work with me to find out how we can make the golden pearls in your life. Please write my assistant at lyca.ca, assistant at lyca, L-Y-C-K-A dot C-A, and we'll gladly put that aside for you. Thank you so much. I will have the link to your website um, on the podcast profile. And if you want to send me that email, I will. I think I already have, right, Dr. Allen? I think I do have the I email. Think so. I think so. And if you just go to my site, you'll be able to connect with us there, drallenlika.com. Okay. That sounds simple. Thank you. Uh, I have a few more questions for you before we end the interview. Would you like to add anything? You know, I think we've been pretty thorough. I would like to add uh, that, you know, you should check out my book. I, I think everybody will like that. We've over, had over 100 five-star reviews of it. That just shows how powerful it's been in a time when people are having such a difficult life. And I think that's something that I'd love everybody to do. Just go there and find out a little bit more. Find out a little bit more. Learn a little bit more. Heal through this difficult time. And I absolutely love the topics, forgiveness, thankfulness, laughter. Wow. Love being the first one. We start with love and we end up with empowerment. So I think that's what we'd love everybody to do is, is to become empowered by our kind words here so that everybody will have a better day at the end of it. And you do have the bonus, too, which uh, some of us don't expect that to happen at the very end. The golden pearl is fear, conquering fear. You know, fear is a very tough one because that's yeah. what a lot of people are keeping people there. But, you know, the weird fear itself is a, is a funny word. It stands for false expectations appearing real. And 95% of things that we are really afraid of never happen. Right. So that just is showing that there's a phantom out there that we should overcome. And that phantom is very important with all this. How do you define success these days? What is to be successful to you? You know, I think the best way to find success is to integrate the golden pearls in your life. I think it's to find your purpose and move forward with that. And I think that's really something that is uh, something everybody has to do at their own individual level. Purpose is something that is great. And another thing is to be grateful. You know, every day you should write down what you're grateful for. You know, maybe you're grateful for your relationships. Maybe you're 
grateful for your health. Maybe you're grateful for your creativity. Maybe you're grateful for your self-care. But you know, being grateful is something you have to do. So every day I encourage people to write a gratefulness journal. Just write down three things in the morning before you get out of bed. And I think that helps. You know, I knew I was going to be on your podcast today. And I was very grateful for that because I had this opportunity to share with so many more people what what I'm happy talking about. And that's the golden pearls and how people can have the secrets to living a fantastic life. What was the hardest lesson to learn about yourself in life as of today? You know, I think one of the hardest things people in general have doing is forgiving. You know, yeah. when we when we one of the things we should also do is forgive ourselves for our shortcomings because those shortcomings are something that hurts us a lot and we miss a lot because of our shortcomings. So forgiving is a, a very tough thing, but I think it's something we should do. You know, I had to forgive the doctor that made a misdiagnosis of me. Right. And Harriet had to forgive her person that had her checked her because right. it was kept her in her in her own difficult way, not making progress. But you know, a forgiveness is a, not a one-time thing. Mm -hmm. It's an all-time thing. And we have mm -hmm. to be ready and willing to forgive ourselves every day. If you knew you would die soon, meaning losing the body, would you make any change in your life or do anything in a different way? You know, I think every day is a gift. What I've realized that as I move forward, that uh, you've got to live every day to the maximum. You have to live every day as if it's your last day. So if you live with the blessing of the golden pearls I have in my book, I think you will say at the end of the day that you've done what you've wanted to do and you'll leave with a smile on your face. So my last question is, what are three things about life you know for sure? as of now? Well, you know, I, I'm very happy that I've lived a great life. And I also am convinced that good is stronger than evil. And at the end of the day, good will triumph. And the third last one is that at the end of the day, the most important thing that we have is love. Please tell us again, where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects, Dr. Allen? Yeah. Please check with me on drallenlika.com, D-R-A-L-L-E-N, uh, Lika, L-Y-C-K-A.com. I'm on Facebook. I'm on YouTube. I'm on uh, different things as well. Uh, I'm hosting, I'm starting a podcast being launched this week on Thursday called How to Live a Fantastic Life. So check back with that. But the main hub for everything is my is my website, Dr. Alan Lyka. That's D R A L L E N Lyka L Y C K A dot com. Thank you so much again, and we'll talk soon. Thank you very much for having me on your show. It is a true pleasure to be here today. Thank you, Dr. Alan. We'll talk soon. Bye for now. Bye, Bye for now. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Dr. Alan Lyka and his work please visit DrAllenLaika.com. To learn more about this podcast, 
please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now. <laughs>